Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather Kiros, and I'm the author and founder of First Century Youth Ministry. And if you want to learn about Jesus from his Jewish context and get better at discipleship in the 21st century, this podcast is for you. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. Hey friends, it's Heather here. And before we start today's episode, I wanted to let you know that I went ahead and actually split this episode up into two parts because Dr. Clark and I had such a great conversation. This week is going to be about the virtual self. Next week, we're going to be talking about the mosaic self. So I pray that these episodes bless you and help you get better at what you do. And that's loving teenagers, loving Jesus, and understanding the roots of your faith. So thanks, thanks for joining us for this week. And we're going to hop in to a conversation with Dr. Chap Clark about the virtual self. Hey friends, it's Heather here. Welcome back to the show. I've got another very special guest on today. One of my youth ministry heroes, the guy that I really look up to and have learned a ton from thanks to his investment in future generations, Dr. Chap Clark. Uh, Dr. Chap Clark has been involved in teaching seminary classes for a number of years. He worked with the folks at the Fuller Youth Institute for quite a long time. He's been a pastor on staff. He's a grandpa. He's an author. He's an all-around awesome guy. Yeah. Well, great. Well, but welcome to the show, Dr. Clark. And we're just happy that you are having this conversation with us today Uh, here at First Century Youth Mission. We love to have conversations about discipleship. We love to help people understand Jesus from his Jewish context. And as I was reading over your article, it was really fascinating to me how I felt like a lot of the things that you were talking about in a new initiative that you're working on that you're going to be unpacking for us today in Culture Pivot really is is calling us back to a lot of what we see alive and evident in the first century life and ministry of Jesus. And we'll get to talk a little bit more about that today. But um, before we do that, just real quick, what's something fun about yourself that maybe our listeners uh, wouldn't know about you? Um, uh, Let's see. Something fun. I I was in a band in college uh, and I really want to do that for my career. Nice. But I wasn't good enough. So of course I went into into youth ministry. That's so great. Well, for two years, we kind of toured and did all kinds of stuff, but I just wanted to Hey, that's okay. There you go. The Lord led you to the right place. And then you could play acoustic guitar for your youth ministry. And that's what in those days. Yeah. You were the man. I believe it. I believe it. So, okay. So in your article that you sent me to read um, with this new initiative that you're working on called Culture Pivot, you talked about three pivots that have taken place kind of um, in the last 10 years, I believe it was, since you wrote Hurt 2.0. Great book. Love that book. Uh, And so we're going to discuss two of those in episode one. And then the last one, uh, our second episode that'll air the following week. So the first one you talked about is the vo- the virtual self. So that, of course, being that kids are existing online via social media, that kind of thing. And they've created essentially a second self, a virtual self. And um, so how has the virtual self created distress, depression, and anxiety in today's teenager? Because as you started out the article, you talked about how anxiety and depression has never been higher in the lives of teenagers. That we don't know of, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Well, it, it actually, that particular article is for the American Association of Christian Counselors that'll be coming out in a magazine called uh, 
oh, today's Christian counselor or something like that in about two months. So, um, so it's focused really on mental health of teenagers. And mm-hmm. that was the gist of it. But it comes out of the, you've read Her 2.0, and that, that's the second edition of the original Hurt book that came out of research I did actually 20 years ago, started it and I've been doing it ever since, mm-hmm. is going on high school campuses, being around kids, really doing, diving into who they are. My background is both a, a theologian and a social scientist kind of sociologist. So putting that together is where all this comes from. And what I discovered in, in major research, I spent a year on a high school campus as a substitute teacher, mm. was that I'd have a kid in one class. Is there every 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 day, had every kid in the school, big school, and I'd see them in different classes as a sub, which is cool, because there'd be one kid in one class and a completely yeah. different kid in another class. Wow. And nobody had talked about that at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people have kind of mentioned it, but in those, a lot of the stuff in that first Hurt book and in Hurt 2.0, people kind of go, no, and then they start looking and going, something's going on there. Well, it, to just make it quick is is that um, adolescence is as lengthened this period between childhood and adult to figure mm-hmm. out who you are, what's distinct about you, and so when you're in that period, you still got to function as a social being. Yeah, because they're, they were done, they would have to be a different person in every setting they're in. Right. That's what I talk about, as you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that was now her two O's now ten years out, yeah. and what I've seen recently, especially out of COVID is, and with the social media the last 10 years, is this need to create this virtual self online. But it's not like this is me online. It's an expression of me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's now what's evolved from the multiple selves that I wrote about in those books. That's what's happened is we, everybody now has kind of multiple avatars you live through, not just in social media, but in all relationships. So youth workers need to be aware that the kid you have in front of you is authentically that kid, wow. but there's a lot more to them than that. And they're not even aware of it. Right. So mental illness is you're so busy propping up your avatars mm-hmm. that you keep work inside. So therefore you're playing to various audiences and in so doing it's so scary and frightening and depressing Mm -hmm. and i'm so alone so that's what's going you know that brings up a question to me as you're talking and i'm thinking about how sometimes you know kids can probably put on their church face and put on their church avatar and so how can we create an environment in our youth ministries that doesn't encourage that but that encourages an environment of come as you are yeah, and it, it what's really funny is as they do that, it's they don't know they're doing that. That's important to know. So yeah. they, they really think this is them. So saying stuff like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not yourself. Well, it's nonsensical at that point. So what do we do? We don't try to push them to be themselves, the one they were at camp or the one mm-hmm. we see in a small group. When we, we run into them at the mall or a movie, it's like, freaks them out because they got to go into a different avatar and which one do they do with their friends and yeah wow and what we do we we create an, a relationship and environment social environment where we don't try to force them to be anything yeah we create the space for them to 
as they try to peek out what's inside of them and, and sneak it out there, mm-hmm. they feel more safe to explore right. who they are, which is sure. essential. And so that's our job is just to create this safe, authentic space for them. Sure. By who we are and not trying to push them to be anything else. Just let Absolutely. them be who they are. Yep. Yeah. That makes me think of, you know, when a rabbi took on a learner, it was with the goal of your life becomes part of mine. Right. It was a, it was this authentic, real relationship where it wasn't as if I was trying to get something from you, but I just wanted you to become a part of me. I wanted you to be your most authentic self with me. And so that's, again, what I see that, uh, yeah, I see that you're, you're challenging us to do. And so um, just a a couple of questions about, you know, that virtual self here, Um, you know, when a teenager comes to us and poses the question of, I don't know who I am. And I've, I've heard teenagers say that before. And I think that many of them are asking the question of who am I really, how do we best help them answer that question? Well, um, to me, the best way, if you get them to have enough trust in you to actually say that Mm -hmm. they're feeling something, some inner angst, some, some inner Mm -hmm. conversation having that is really sacred space. Mm. And, and I don't think people in youth ministry too often recognize the power of, of these relationships that like a Jewish rabbi would have had in the first century. And Mm -hmm. you're you're working on, um, there's such power there. If a kid opens that up, then what we continue to point them to is who God declares them to be. Yeah. And and to honor mm-hmm. the work of God in creation, in redemption through the cross and mm-hmm. resurrection Jesus. And then and through the sanctification of the Holy Spirit's work. In other words, that God calls them his child, then at, with all of us kind of walked away, but in Christ they're his beloved child. So it's sure. a matter of continuing to reinforce this inner self yeah. as opposed to you know who you are. You're a great bass player. Boy, do you mm, need you. Yeah, you know, wow. A kid that's funniest in the youth group. And man, you're an encourager. All of them are fine, but they're mm. not the cool. The that's really good. Love a child of God. That's really good. It, I keep wanting to ask a question about something that's actually in the second episode about a Henry Nowen quote that you had, but I'm going to save that for next time. Um, come back next yeah, week. Come back. Clemson. Okay. Woo-hoo, there we go. So, um, that's really great. I love that. Drawing them back to their identity in Christ, not what they do for us in youth group, but who they are as a child of God. That's so good. Yeah, that actually, and that what they what they do for us in anywhere, that reinforces the avatar because mm-hmm. they create avatar attention. They got to prove their worth. Yeah. And that's what cannot happen, right. which is really, in youth ministry, it happens all the time. Image, yeah. joke, talks, the stuff we say and do with kids. We're not really thinking of what's happening on the inside with us. Mm. So really be careful. You're right. You're right. All right, friends. So there's part one for you on the virtual self. Definitely tune in for next week in my conversation with Dr. Chap Clark about the mosaic self. And also, this is kind of fun. Dr. Clark has agreed to serve as a co-host over the next few months on the podcast. So I've got a couple more podcast episodes to release, and then you're going to get a really awesome series that Dr. Clarker and I are going to do combining the world of the first century and today's youth ministry research to help you answer some of the questions that you're facing on how you can love and disciple the teenagers in your midst. So friends, friends, thanks for joining us for this episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye.